Good evening to those who are in social media land. This is Grace and Faith Fellowship coming to you with our Saturday night message. It's good to be with you. Uh, we thank you in advance for lending us your ears and your time to be able to allow us to minister to you on a weekly basis. And we pray that you are blessed and we encourage if you hear something that you want to share with your friends, please do so and let us know um, how you're being helped through this ministry. Once again, we just want to be a blessing to you. And we thank God you like to say in advance for you. Just allow us to come into your devices and hear the word of the Lord. <laughs> but we want to, we st I started a new series last week. Thank God I would say Happy New Year to you again. <clears throat> but I talked on, I dealt with living change in the new year. You know, a lot of times we want change. I don't know about you, but I want change. It's always something that we can work on. We can change as we, um, you know, yield our lives to the Lord and just begin to seek him as to what things we need to work on. Because it's always something that we need to work on. And so last week I dealt with being thankful and just, you know, make an attempt to be more thankful this year. You know, thankful for even though you had a bad 2022, but you know what? Believe God and expect great things for 2023. But learn how to be thankful in the, even in the midst of things going wrong. Learn how to be thankful. So tonight we're going to continue on that living change in the new year. <clears throat> And I want to just start off by saying, in the beginning of the year, it, it's the perfect time to pause and reflect. Okay, we, we want to pause and reflect, not only to recognize all the reasons we have to be grateful, which we dealt with last week. Pause and recognize how to be grateful, but also this year we want to talk about going to the year to be healed and grow in the year ahead. So. We want to thank God, Paul, and thank him, as we talked about last week, and grateful for the things that he brought us through, how we made it through the new year. But we also want to heal, because maybe you dealt with some things that hurt you last year, or people who hurt you last year, or you did some things that were hurtful last year. So we want to be healed and grow in this year. I challenge you and I challenge myself to grow in this year. So while reflecting, we may be reminded of hurt feelings. Okay, so rather than sweep those feelings under the rug or let them create bitterness, um, we can choose the freedom of forgiveness. And and that's the first, the first step toward forgiveness is surrender. Now, We've heard this word before. I've dealt with that on the last part. Yeah, I dealt with surrender. So my subtitle tonight is living a year in surrender. Because last year I dealt with, I spent a lot of time dealing with surrender. And I believe that's so still a word for this year for us is to surrender to God. And the first step to surrender is forgiveness. That's the first step. So we're talking about forgiveness here. So what were you hurt by last year? You know, and I learned, too, I want to speak, I felt this in my heart, that a lot of times when we talk about forgiveness, we, we talk about um, people who hurt us. 
<clears throat> we have to forgive people. And maybe that's you, but I want to speak to the person who haven't forgiven themselves. You haven't forgiven yourself of the mistakes you made. Okay, and I really feel impressed talking about you need to forgive yourself. You've been hurt by said, you know, I made mistakes. And we know we, when we, you know, by me working out, normally they say people, you know, start in the gym. First year they get memberships, new memberships and gym memberships and, and you know, make this commitment, say, I'm going to lose this weight, I'm going to get in shape. And then they say around about February, March, they don't want to down. Well, maybe that's you. Maybe it's, it's something about you had a, a goal as far as working out or a financial goal or relationship goal and you didn't meet it last year you know you gave up on it but and you said you know what this year i'm not sure if i'm gonna do that but you got to forgive yourself of what you didn't do last year i want to say to forgive yourself of what you didn't do last year or the things you didn't accomplish last year or the things that didn't work out last year okay you need to forgive yourself for that. So, and that starts that, and that's part of surrender is forgiveness. So forgive yourself. Okay. So, so surrender can be one of those words that make people swimmish. Even last year, I said that, it, it, especially when it comes to forgiveness, it makes people uncomfortable. We talk about forgiveness, surrendering. Um, it, it, it tends to be equated with um, losing a battle. Um, waving the white flag, uh, allowing the enemy to take, to overtake us. But but when we surrender to God, is we we can view it very very differently. Okay, so I don't want you to view surrender as um, losing the fight or losing the battle when it comes to God. Um, whereas it said here, waving the white flag, saying, you know what. I'm done. I give up. Or, and I like this one, allowing the enemy to overtake us. We think well, the enemy has won since I didn't accomplish it. I didn't fulfill it. I didn't get where I need to be. So the enemy has won. And, you know, Satan was whispering in your ears that you ain't going to make it. You know, you're not going to do it. You're not coming. It's a waste of time. And, you know, you may have felt like you were spinning your wheels. Hey. Just not getting anywhere. Maybe you you didn't get where you need to be. But when maybe you didn't surrender to God in that spirit. I want you to ask yourself, did I surrender to God or was, or was I doing it on my own effort? I want you to pay attention because, you know, when we try to do things in our own strength, they're not guaranteed to work out. Okay. They're not guaranteed to work out when you try to do things in your own strength. I know. And I'm learning, I'm still learning this. When I I try to pay attention and ask God, am I doing this in my own strength or am I following your leadership? Because I want to be following leadership. Because if I follow his leadership, in the end, I'm going to get the victory. I'm going to be successful. I'm going to get the results um, that I'm believing God for. Because he's that kind of guy. He's that good. And so if you got a word from the Lord, and you're being led by the Holy Spirit, you're going to get the results. So when it comes to surrender, we we got to view it differently than what 
as far as losing because we feel like we we know we're losing something that's why when last year when i talked about surrender we feel like we're losing something when we say you know when it says i surrender all he said well all i don't know if i want to give up all because all is a lot and I'm not sure if I want to, but I surrender all. I want to surrender, surrender every area of my life. And so we view it differently because we feel like, hey, I'm losing something. I'm not going to be able to have fun. or I'm not going to be able to do all I want to do because I'm surrendering. So, but we, I want you to view it differently. And so I want, I, we spoke about it last year, but I want to kind of re revisit that. With God, surrender means being open-handed with our lives even our hurt our pain so god can heal us from it his his full love and mercy and compassion for each of us that's what he has full love for us. he is full love he's full of love excuse me mercy and compassion for all of us he's full of it and we, and we don't have to be afraid to give our pain to God, okay? You don't have to be afraid of that because we can trust him to be tender and handle our hearts with care. So that's what surrender means, now. So it, it means to be open-handed. Now think about being open-handed. Open-handed, whenever your hands are open, it means that you are ready to receive or you're ready to give something away. Whenever you see somebody's hands closed, that means that you can't get in. Anything that's closed, you can't get in your hands, your heart, your mind. Nothing can get into that, okay? And a person who has a closed hand or a closed mind or closed heart means they're telling you, you, I'm not letting you in. And they can't receive it. So I remember when anything is closed, you can't receive with anything closed, whether it's your hand, your heart, your mind, you can't get in. But... With God, surrender means an open hand to our lives. It means that God, I give you, as we talk about my pain, my hurt, my concerns, my disappointment, I give them to you and allow you to heal me of those. So I challenge you tonight to give God that pain, that hurt, that disappointment that last year this, that you didn't achieve, the thing that you didn't achieve, give it to him. Open yourself up to God that, hey, allow him to heal you in that area. And he will, and he's healed. He's a healer. Remember, he loves you. He cares for you. He wants to heal you in that area. And you may be asking yourself, well, why didn't I achieve it? And he'll give you the answer to that. But be ready for the answer for that, because it may have been something that you did. Maybe you didn't do it right, whatever the case may be, you know. And or maybe it's just, hey, it hadn't come to fruition yet. But you have to keep your faith out there. So allow God to heal you. Don't be afraid to open yourself up to God. Don't be afraid to have a conversation with Him and let Him know how you feel. He God can handle it. Um, your your anger, your disappointment, he can handle that. He wants to hear from you. But he God, you can trust God with your hurt. That's what I've learned. I can trust God with my hurt, my disappointment, my heartache, my concern. I can trust him with that. You can't trust everybody, you know. Now God may lead you some 
to somebody who you can talk to about that. But you can you can trust God with your heart and your cares. So you give him give him to him. We can also trust God to be fair, man. Because we serve God is fair. It's natural for us to want to see someone pay the consequences for their actions. And that's natural. When somebody hurts you, you want to see them pay for their actions. Even God has a righteous anger towards sin and injustice, okay? But we have to accept that only God can judge a person's heart. You need to understand that. Only God can judge a person. You may can judge what the actions that the persons did to you because the actions are evident. This is what they did. You can explain, okay, this is what you did to me. Now, their heart, as far as it could have been unintentional, intentional, whatever the case may be, they may not been been aware how they hurt you. Okay, so we got to be careful with that. We, we don't get to decide whether someone receives punishment or grace. Now, that's huge. I need to pause right there. You don't get to decide that, whether that per, from God, rather, whether that person receives punishment or grace. Now, we know in this um, world that if you do something, okay, there are laws in place in this human government and it's to punish somebody for an action. But when it's said here that we don't get to decide whether they receive punishment, great, we're talking about from God. Okay. You don't get to decide that. You don't. And, and, and we don't get, and holding on to our need for vengeance will only leave us with bitterness. So if you have this desire to get vengeance, you want to see them punished, you want, we may leave you with bitterness because you may not see that person get punished. You know, God could save them and turn their life around. So, that can happen, but if you have this desire to see people punished, once again, you don't get to decide that. You don't get to play God and say, well, this is what God should give him. Remember, Jonah did that. If you read the book of Jonah, Jonah, when God told him to go preach to the city of Nineveh, you know, Jonah says, nope, I'm not going because he, these people are evil. And he knew, he said, I go preach them you're gonna save you're gonna have mercy on them you know and you're gonna let them you're gonna let them off the hook and Jonah when God did what he thought God would do he got mad he got upset and says hey I knew you was gonna do that and God just let him know okay hey you don't get to pick I make that decision so I want my first scripture I want to have two scriptures tonight but I want to deal with let's go to Genesis chapter 5 I mean chapter 50 um, verses 17 through 20. And I just want to kind of give you a little um, insight to this story before I read the scripture. This is Joseph. Now we know the story of Joseph. You read it. Joseph's brothers sold him to slavery because they were jealous of Jonah because the father, you know, um, blessed Jonah, Jonah with the, the coat of colors. And they felt jealous. They felt like their father was very partial to him. 
And so when they got an opportunity, they sold him into slavery. And then they told their father that Joseph was killed by some wild animal. And so for years, you know, the dad was thinking that Joseph was dead. And so they sold him to slavery. And so he ended up in this man's house named Potiphar as his servant. And he was a great servant. Joseph was very good at what he did. He was very successful to the point that the man made him head of all his servants. Well, the man's wife, Potiphar, accused Joseph of trying to sleep with her. And of course, the man believed his wife, which she falsely accused him, and Joseph ended up going to jail. And even when he went to jail, the Bible says he was successful. He prospered in everything he did. And so he was very successful, even in prison. And so, of course, when prison, he still got slighted, you know. But Joseph had opportunity to interpret the king's dream when no, no one of his servants could do it. And because Joseph did that, the king promoted him to like second command. And so we get here now where the brothers, the, this land, they're in a famine where there's not enough food and the brothers have to come to Egypt. And this is what Joseph was to get food. And so we see, we come here where, hey, Joseph recognizes his brothers, but the brothers don't recognize him. And so Joseph does a lot of things to try to get their attention, but I just want to read it. So here we're in a situation now where they're standing for Joseph and they're pleading for his forgiveness. In other words, they don't know, still don't know it's Joseph yet until Joseph revealed himself. So reading verse 17 to 20, it says here, but he says, this is the service says, please forgive. They sent a message to Joseph saying, please forgive you, your brothers for the great wrong they did to you for their sins in treating you so cruelly. So we, the servants of God, of your father, beg you forgive our sins. So they realize, okay, you know, we messed up. But when Joseph received the message from his brothers, he broke down and wept. Then his brothers came in and threw themselves down before Joseph. Look, we are your slaves. This is what they said because they realized Joseph had a lot of power and Joseph could have really destroyed them. But it says, look, we are your slave, they said. But Joseph replied, don't be afraid of me. Am I God that I can punish you? You intended to harm me, but God intended it for, for good. He he brought me to this position so I could save the lives of many people. But I like the statement where Joseph says, don't be afraid of me. Am I God that I can punish you? So Joseph understood that it's not for me to do it, even though he had the authority for me, position, the position he had, his earthly position, he could have had him killed, had him put in prison for life or based on what they did to him. But he says, am I God that I should punish you? And so this is the position that we have to take when it comes to people or even when it comes to ourselves. So it says it, it broke Job's heart that his brothers didn't believe him. They didn't even believe when Job said you're forgiven. They didn't believe he had really forgiven them and loved them. Likewise, it grieves 
the spirit of God when we don't appropriate the complete freedom from condemnation that he provided for us. God feels the same way. When you don't forgive people, when you don't surrender, and then like I said, once again, for, forgiveness starts with surrender. When you don't surrender to God and says, you know what, and believe that God has forgiven you, or when you don't forgive yourself, because when you don't forgive yourself, that means you don't really believe that God forgave you. If God forgave you, why are you holding things against yourself? Okay, so they didn't believe it. But sure, Joseph brothers didn't deserve his kindness like we don't deserve God's goodness. But Joseph gave it just as God has given us his unconditional love. All you have to do is just believe and receive it. See, this is not something you can earn. If you're trying to earn God's forgiveness, you can stop. You already have it. There's nothing you can do to earn God's forgiveness. The day he died for our sins, he forgave the whole world. Only problem is the whole world haven't received it. The whole world don't believe it. Okay, but if you are a believer, then believe and receive that God gave you that love 2,000 years ago. You don't have to do anything there. Just receive it by faith. Forgive yourself. Forgive yourself and say, you know what? I, I messed up last year. I, I made a lot of mistakes and I gave them a quit. Didn't do what I was supposed to do. Well, forgive yourself and then this year, move forward. Okay, move forward. Maybe you wasn't the person that you wanted to be in 2003. Or like I said, once again, maybe somebody did hurt you. Maybe relatives or a spouse or something. Well, you got to forgive them. You got to let it go. And we're in a new year now. You said, I don't want to take the old stuff into the new stuff and ask the Holy Spirit how to be better. Ask him to help you to be better this year. Help. Ask him to help you to achieve your goals. I want to achieve these goals. And I need your help to achieve them. But believe and receive God's love that he has for us. Okay. That he has given us. Don't cheat yourself out of that. He loves you unconditionally. With no strings attached. Yeah, you don't, you're not living perfect. You're not doing everything right. But that does not change his love for you. And I know that's hard for maybe for you to receive. But once again, you just got to believe it and receive it. You just got to believe what the word is. It's not based on feeling. I'm not talking about you feeling love. I'm talking about believing what the word says, that he loves you with an everlasting love. Just believe it and receive it. Um, we, we want to live. Um, we want to live in peace this year. Okay, that's what we want to do. We want to live in peace, and we have to give our anger and our pride over to God and focus on our own heart. So we're praying. We believe in God for you for have a peaceful year. But then the enemy is gonna come and try to disturb that peace. Okay, but you gotta be committed to maintaining your peace and just focus on you focus on your heart where your heart at and ask god to work on you we we must make the conscious choice to lay our pain and desires for control at his feet and ask god to do 
it will work in us. You got to make a conscious choice now. Okay, this is not going to happen. I know we say by osmosis or it means, you know, by just you just allowing things, nothing. No, you got to make a conscious decision. You got to make a commitment. I like the word commitment to lay your pain and your desire to control everything down and lay it at his feet and ask God, do a work in me. Do a work in me that I that you have never done before. I, I open myself up to you to do a work in me. Let him do a work in you. But you got to open yourself up to that. We, we have to acknowledge that we need his help. See, that's why I've learned to pray. I pray out a lot now. Whenever I'm struggling in the area, whether I'm struggling with this unforgiveness, whether I'm struggling in the area that I, I know I need to surrender to God. And I said, Lord, I need your help doing this because it's hard for me right now. But I need your help. Holy Spirit, help me in this area where I'm not surrendered at, where I'm holding unforgiveness in. I need your help. If you ask him and believe he's, he's done it, then I guarantee you're going to see results. You're going to see the results. So I want, um, my last scripture that is from Colossians chapter 3, verse 13 through 15. And I'm always, y'all know I love the NLV. So I'm reading from there. It says here, make allowances for for each other's faults and forgive one another who offends you. Remember the Lord forgave you. So you must forgive others above all, clothe yourself with love, which binds us all together in perfect harmony. And let the peace of God come from Christ's rule in your heart. For as members of one body, you are called to live in peace and always be thankful it says make allowances for people's faults you know give them room to make a mistake just like people may give you room to make mistakes people have to give you room to make mistakes also and it's also you give them and it says give anyone who offends you offense can hurt but forgive them for offense. and so and what how do you do that it said remember the lord forgave you so you must forgive others Remember all the stuff that God forgave you for. But I love the last, this part where it says, and above all, I like to, it says, above all, close yourself for love. Above all. Because it says love is the greatest thing. Corinthians says, now by his faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of these is love. So close yourself in the love of Christ. How do you do that? Let me get practical. Start believing in the love that God has for you, regardless of what you've done, regardless of how you act yesterday or today. Believe that God loves me and he has forgiven me and he's not holding these things against me. This is what you have to do. So it says here, but in the peace, it says once you do that in the peace, let the peace come from the Christ that rules in your heart. Peace will rule as you do those things. It will rule. But so as Christ follows, forgiveness is something we do daily, even when we don't want it, want to. 
I know you don't want to do it. Sometimes, hey, I don't want to do it. When you've been hurt, you've been offended. Maybe you don't want to forgive yourself because you said, you know, what, I did so much. But do it. Sometimes when we're working through forgiveness, we have to surrender the same pain to God multiple times. When old feelings stir up, we forgive again and again until it no longer upsets us. With God's grace, all things are forgivable. So I, I really want to emphasize that. Okay. You may have to do this more than one time. Let me read it again. Sometimes we're working through, when we're working through forgiveness, we're working through surrender, same thing. We have to surrender the same pain of God multiple times. So you got to, hey, in other words, you don't feel. You have to surrender that more times. Maybe this is the process. So don't just think one time. No, he said, God, you know, I know, I know I'm forgiven. You know, I just want you to know I'm sorry for this. You know, and not that you're not doing that, trying to get him to forgive you. But, you know, sometimes the feelings are there and you just want, you got, it says those old feelings stir up. When they stir up, we forgive again until it no longer upsets you. So you have to continue just to be consistent, not begging. I want you to not begging God to forgive you, but I want you to be consistent and declaring that I am forgiven. See, there's a difference. When you're begging God to forgive you, you saying, I don't believe God that you forgave me. But when you, when those old feelings stir up, you say, you know what, God, I believe that I'm forgiven. I believe that 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 sin I made, I made a mistake is forgiven and I declare my and I'm going to rest in your unconditional love. And you may have to confess that you may find you some scriptures to talk about how much God loves you, because what you're doing, you you're constantly what you're doing, sowing seeds. That's what I want to say. You sowing seeds until you no longer upset about that thing. Because it says, with God's grace, all things are forgivable. Notice this, all things. What does all mean? All means all. I don't care how bad the offense. I don't care what the world may say. This is unforgivable. With God's grace, all things are forgivable. With his grace. Now, outside his grace? No, you can't. You can't forgive people. You can't forgive yourself. But with God's grace, which means his unmerited, undeserved, unearned favor and love, all things are forgivable. God's kind of love is like mortar. Okay. It holds all the individual elements of the Christian life together. Without it, it would be like stacking bricks without mortar. They will be unstable. So the love is the thing that holds everything together. That's why God's knowing God's love for you is so important. See, we have it, we have it backwards. We always talk about how much we love God. Mm -mm. We need to get a revelation how much he loves us. Because guess what? We You're going to screw up. You're going to mess up. And you may have a bad season of screw-ups. And you, but you will have to know that even in that bad 
hard, troubling season, he still loves me. You gonna have to know that, because like I said, without that, it's unstable. It's like bricks with, with no mortar. It's unstable. Likewise, without God's, without God, without God's kind of love, all other truths of the Christian life will be just noise. See, if you can try to believe God for all these things that you're believing for God in 2023, and you try, but if you don't believe that He loves you, it's just gonna be noise. Because what it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, you, you're just a talent, a sounding breath and tingling symbol without love. You just make a noise. Now, forgiveness doesn't mean what happened is okay. We want to say that. Doesn't mean that what happened is okay. That's, I want to. Um, kill that myth when you forgive when you surrender we're talking about living a life of surrender in this year it doesn't mean that what happened is okay doesn't mean that and that's what we think it, it doesn't mean we let people continue to hurt us somebody hurt you you may have to set some boundaries okay because you just God does not want people to continue to hurt them. You can forgive them, but you set boundaries and say, you know what? I don't trust you. Uh, it doesn't necessarily mean having a face-to-face -face conversation. Let me say that again. It doesn't mean that you got to confront people. Unless the Holy Spirit leads you to confront them, then don't do it. Because it's not going to... Sometimes we think having a face-to-face -face conversation with somebody... Think that's going to make them feel sorry. No, some people are maybe they say, you know what, forget you. Don't really care. I don't care how you feel. They're not going to change their mind because maybe they don't think they did anything wrong. Okay, so doesn't mean having a face to face conversation with somebody. That person doesn't even have to still be alive for us to forgive them because. It's not about them. Maybe somebody who passed on and maybe you're still holding on to the hurt and the offense that they did to you. Okay. But it doesn't matter whether they're still alive. You may can't talk to them. Cause, but you can still forgive them because it's not about them. It's an acknowledgement. This is what it is. It's acknowledgement in a moment that is just between you and God. It's you and him. It's all about inviting him in so he can heal your heart. That's what he wants to do. And that's what I declare that, that God heal your heart of the hurt and the pain that you have right now. So, so don't take offenses and hurts in, in, from last year into this year. Don't do that. Don't take it in there. There, if there is something you need to forgive, you need to take a moment and just pray and surrender to God on that. Just tell God you need his help. And, and you trust him with the results. Just tell God you need his help. I trust you with my life. I trust you to get the results that I need to get. 
So let's pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for every ear that's listening. I thank you, God, that you pay for every sin, for every mistake that we would ever make. It was bought. It was nailed to the cross. So I speak to that person right now. I pray for that person right now who has been hurt from last year, God. We're going to another year. And I pray right now, I speak healing to that area of offense, that area of hurt, that area of disappointment, that area of discouragement that they're carrying around. I speak healing. I pray, God, that you will just speak to them and allow them to give their hurt to you, to trust you enough to heal them in that area, that they may receive healing in there. And I speak healing to that area of discouragement, hurt, pain, and disapproval, rejection that they may experience in last year, God. And I pray, I speak joy and peace. I speak success. I speak favor over their life. Going into this year in the name of Jesus, God, I thank you for the success that they should have as they yield, as they surrender their lives to you. And I give you all the glory and all the praise. God, I thank you for manifesting your favor and your love in their life as they go forward in 2023, God. And I thank you for the victories that they shall have in this season, in this year. And I give you glory and praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Once again, I thank you for listening. Once again, we're talking about living a year in surrender. Surrendering to God. Forgiving the, what you experienced in 2022. But don't carry that hurt, that pain over into this year. Believe God. Allow him to hear you so we can know and we believe in God for great success coming to this year. And I thank you for listening. We will be back with you again on next week. Once again, thank you and bye-bye.